finally time. Episode one of the real world finally launching. Um, I feel like this was an opportunity to have myself and a bunch of my friends get on the air to talk about all kinds of topics and things to give you our perspective. Um, A lot of it's going to come from that mid 30 year old range. So I hope you guys keep tuning in. And this is something that I plan on bringing to you every week. Uh, Without further ado, let's get to our first episode. Yo, Jason, what up? Person that's not married, right? Um, One of the things that uh, I guess I don't want to say it's a fear, but it's something that I always think about is how your wife reacts to your social media presence. Because I'm sure you got shorties that are sliding up in DMs. Does she have your password? Does she kind of just trust you to do your thing? Like, how does that actually go down? Wife, trust me. Here's the thing about social media. You definitely have to control, take very much control of your social media and what you do and don't do, what you want people to see, how it's perceived. Um, So with my wife, I know when I'm at home, she wants me to make sure I'm 100% focused with her. So... Being on, like, it irritates her if we're sitting on the couch to watch TV and I'm on the phone. Like, that's a problem. So, I've had, I'm to the point where, you know, probably on Sundays, I'm, I'm, I'm not even touching the phone. I've cut back on my social media. I'm not on Facebook like I used to be. I was really on Twitter and, 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 and Instagram like that, but I'm on it. But it's scattered here and there. My Facebook is mostly just my wife and I. I may make some comments here and there about things going on, but you know, you'll never see me really if taking pictures or anything like that that look crazy because I am married. So it's something that I've had actively take control of and, and regulate because I am married. But wouldn't you have done that anyway? Just even when you were single, because think about it like this, right? Obviously, there's a certain image that photos and everything else kind of give out. Even if you're single and I'm not saying you're running the streets, you don't want to give the wrong impression to somebody and have them believing that they're in a spot that they might not be in or that somebody's more than a friend. Just because, again, you don't want that energy. We've always had to kind of like, you know, look at our social media and I don't want to say monitor it, but definitely pay attention to what we post. Pictures worth a thousand words. Right. So the strategy that I always took was as I am single and until I'm locked down, you're going to know I'm single. So I would use the fact that if I'm out and I take some pictures with some women, yeah, that, that was on purpose. Like everything I did on social media was for a reason. I wanted to put out a certain image. Whether, whether if I was the ladies' man or the guy that knew what was going on about time, excuse me, or whether I was fly or whatever, I wanted to control that, like you said. Um, but when it came to ladies, you kind of wanted to make it seem like you were the dude that was the wanted guy, the popular guy. Like, it was something that, it was more of a bait and a way to control, like, yeah, you not alone with you wanting me. You know what I mean? So, so I'll ask you, what does it mean if a girl, or I won't say a girl, a woman, a young lady, likes uh, more than one thing that you post, likes more than one photo that you put up? If you always see the same name popping up on everything that you do, what are you thinking in the back of your mind? I think she's subliminally trying to 
get your attention without saying yo what's up which is part of reason why I think technology is kind of screwing up this whole man woman thing from a communication standpoint um, technology and I had a young boy programming about 20, 20 years old tell me you know he said he, he admitted it he says his generation especially the guys don't know how to have a conversation in person they don't they could be sitting beside each other and they would feel more comfortable texting the person beside them than actually talking to them. So I'm going to stop you right there, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever we go out now, and one of the reasons why I don't really like going out the same way I used to, like, yes, I've gotten older. Yeah, that's the thing where everybody now is all engaged in their phones. Everybody's Snapchatting this, putting something on Instagram that. They're not even realizing that we're there to have fun and enjoy people and meet new people. They're so engrossed in... I guess like that experience, they're not even enjoying the atmosphere. Well, because there's a self-esteem issue now. Everybody can be, you know, it's it's not it's not by accident that reality shows are very popular. Because now you can turn your life into a reality show and be popular. And it's a self-esteem thing to me. It's like, yeah, I'm here and I want everybody to know I'm here. It's not about you having fun. It's about, yeah, I'm in the spot and you're not. Yeah, be 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 happy for me or be jealous of me that I'm here. And look how good I... Like, it's not even about going to an actual place and having fun. And that it, it drives me nuts right now that people just go and, and they're on their phone, which is why I could never get along with what goes on uh, at, at spots these days. It's ludicrous to me. So it's funny you say that again. Um... It's one of the reasons why I'm real thankful that I guess we came up in the era that we came up in. Like, I remember when we had to write down numbers on pieces of paper, mm-hmm. carrying pens in our pockets because we didn't have cell phones when we started first, like, approaching women. Um, I remember our thing in high school, like, my senior year, we used to go to some club that was in a, what do you call it, Um, that's not even there no more. That's across the street from the FBI building that everybody used oh, to go to. The Ritz. The Ritz. The Ritz. We would play the let out for the Ritz, right? You know what I'm saying? We 17, 18, just trying to talk to any girl that'll talk to us, just literally playing the block. I don't even see cats doing that no more. Like, I remember seeing, I think it was like a year ago when they had that video of the woman walking down a New York City block with all of that attention. The truth is, I don't even think anybody's going to try to talk to you anymore because a lot of these dudes are like, yo, I, I just want to find what your Instagram is. Like, if I find that, I could slide in your DMs, I could text you somehow, and that's the only way I'm going to get at you because actually having a conversation with you at this point just doesn't happen. Well, nobody wants to be distant person. Like, again, I think this next generation is very sensitive to what other people think. So... I can I can tell you like I've had more no's than yeses. We all have, right? Like as a man growing up, you yo you're you're gonna take some L's. Like you're, there's gonna be a girl that she was like, "Can I get your number?" She's like, "Get out of my face!" Like that's happened. This generation can't take that. So for them, if they're gonna be rejected, they don't want anybody to know about. It. And so for them, it's like, all right, let me. You don't have to talk to me crazy in person. Let me just get your Instagram and let me be passive aggressive about getting with you, which is how something like Netflix and chill comes about. Nobody's actually going to ever say what they really want. They beat around the bush 
and, 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 and because they're really afraid of rejection. But I mean, we all had some version of Netflix and show. Like, we used to have blockbuster nights. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We would all right. go get right. a video. Right. Before it was DVDs. You rent the video. You're hoping you don't make it through the end of the movie before you and Shorty are kissing on each other. We've all had that game that we played. The difference was, I'm not doing that as a 30-year-old. When I'm 30-plus, like, I'm... Nah, I can't, like... I can't do that. That was what I did at 18. But that wasn't a first date, neither. You're right. That was... The, like, Blockbuster and, and whatever was... You know what? I'm short funds to, for this week. Let's just kick it at the, the, the crib. Yada, 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 yada. Like... It was a backdrop because, to a certain extent, women weren't tolerating the whole stay in the crib type thing. They wanted to go out. Like, if in order for you to court a, a shorty, you had to take her out. Like, you first had to get her number. You had to call her. You had to set up a date. You had to go pick her up. You had to show her a good time. You had to do that a couple of times before you even maybe... I mean, I'm not saying there weren't some one-night stands and things like that that went down, but you actually had to work for it back in the day. Like, I don't know if that, I don't know if there's a whole lot of work that goes on, at least not to the extent that we had to do it. Like, I spent some serious money back in the day trying to get something going on. It's not even just money. How many parents did you talk to? Yeah, like parents. If you, I mean, if we were home during the summertime, like I remember my freshman year of college, we didn't all have cell phones yet. So if you're calling somebody's house... Mrs. Such and Such or Mr. So and So damn sure could be picking up the phone. Mr. Johnson, you know what I'm saying? How you doing today? I speak to Kimberly. Right. That's a lot of what we had to do, and I feel like there's a lot of that that's lost in this generation because now everybody's like, "Yo, nah, I I could directly talk to you." Even the kids that are as young as like you know, 13, 14. Like I was watching Blackish. All they do is text each other. (laughs) Like nobody's talking anymore. It's easier that way. It, it, avoid, it, it provides ambiguity. It gives you a chance to sit, you know, like these emoticons. I ask you, hey, we want a chill tonight? And I, and I send you, and the chick sends back a, a face. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what, what, what are we talking about right now? It means like, what you want it to mean. Right, like the, right. the ambiguity in, these, in the communication these days is crazy. And, but it allows them to be passive aggressive. It allows people not to get their feelings hurt, which is what ultimately what everybody's trying to avoid. Being embarrassed, getting your feelings hurt, being rejected. But I don't think there's an embarrassment in getting told no. Not everybody's for you. And, and probably, I would certainly, it depends on how somebody plays it. Right. Now, if somebody plays you, like, yeah, I get it. Nobody right. wants that. But I've definitely run across people where it's like, yo, like, I'm not interested. But they were real cool about it. It's like, yo... I hope whatever situation you got works out, I keep it moving and I'm cool. I'm pretty sure somebody else will be down. You might not have been the one and I'm okay with that. I'm not going to win them all. But at the same time, I can't be scared to shoot the shot. Well, see, so this is, I think this is the part that I think they get terrified of. You and your boys all, like this is something that happens all the time, at least back in the day. You and your boys stand on the block. One of y'all see, y'all see this girl you want to go after. You run up on to get a phone number. She plays you. You're getting clowned for the rest of the day. Sure. I think that's the part that they don't want. Sure. It's not really the diss. It's you're going to get clowned now by your boys. But what about when you win? 
Like, that also becomes the same topic for the rest of the day. Like, yo, you pulled a crazy one. How'd you do that, fam? Like, you're that dude for at least 24 like hours until somebody else pulls one better. That takes confidence, though. You got to have confidence in your game. But if you don't know how to talk to a woman, you don't have no confidence in your game. That's why we go over to the text. Like, again, they don't have confidence in themselves. Like, a lot of these dudes, why do you think all the music sounds the same? Because yeah. people are afraid to be creative. They're afraid to be themselves. You being yourself is not, which is interesting to me, um, because I think it's like a dichotomy. I think in some aspects, this next generation is very much themselves in some aspects. And then in other aspects, I think in more so music, in particular hip-hop, they veer away from being creative and being themselves. They all sound alike because it doesn't seem cool to be different. It doesn't seem cool to be confident in who you are and just being that person and saying, you know what, I'm okay with myself, and if you can accept me, then whatever. That just doesn't seem, that doesn't ring strong these days. So how do we get back to that? Or can we get back to that? I think it's generational. I think it's something that, you know, um, I think that's, I think these sort of characteristics are what define a generation. And so maybe the generation after them, it goes back to normal because everything's cyclical. But I think that's what defines a generation and how they are and who they are. So is it something that uh, that they're going to change? I don't think so. I think that's who they are. That's what it is. Part of it's our fault. You know, we didn't pass down. We were lazy in passing how things should go. So it's partly our fault. That's the way they are, but not all of our fault because technology emerged. Things change. Like technology is a huge part of communication now. Email, Instagram, Facebook, just messaging, period. You've changed how people communicate. So I don't know, like the next generation after that, communication should become even crazier. Like it, artificial, what's it, AR, virtual reality and all that stuff. That's becoming something real. So maybe now people are going to be walking around with these virtual reality things on and we're talking to each other in a virtual reality world. So I think one of my biggest fears is that I'm afraid of uh, people kind of losing touch with each other. Mm -hmm. um, it's so much easier and from everybody's perspective to leave a, a text message. If I can't get at you right away, I can send you a text. I don't have to hear your voice. You know, it's very rare that I get voicemails. Like, none of my friends call me and leave me a voicemail. I had a friend of mine um, hit me last week like, yo, I've been trying to get at you. I'm like, son, you ain't even leave me a voicemail. I ain't get a text, no nothing. Oh, yeah, my bad. Like, you know, I was trying to talk to you about such and such. I don't know what you want if you don't tell me. But I feel like we live in such an era now where everyone's so accessible. It's like, if I can't reach you at the exact moment I need to reach you at, something's wrong. And I can't necessarily figure out another way to kind of like let you know that I need something from you. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't understand how voicemails are still around. If, if I call you and you don't answer the phone, I can send you a text. Right. If I can't send you a text, I can email you. If I can't get you an email, I can Facebook message you or Facebook whatever. I can get you on Instagram. I can get you. There are so many. Let's, but let me rewind 30 years ago. If you couldn't get somebody at their house, then that's just what it was. You had to wait all day for them to get back to you because if if you could afford an answer machine, you left the message on the answer machine, and when they got home, they heard the machine, 
and then they called you back. You actually had to wait. You had to be patient. There was no other way of getting at a person. But now that you have all these mediums, to, to you should be accessible. Why do I need to? Why do I need to leave a voicemail if you exist on all these mediums? And I know that at some point you're gonna check at least one of these things, so I can get at you. Right. Like it. It. it and so, so the conversation I had with my wife the other day was she does not believe. She wants phone calls. She's a phone call person because it's more personal. She doesn't think email, text, none of that are personal. Like she doesn't like any of those things. You want to, She wants to be like when she when I when she wants to talk to me, she wants me to call her. Sure. You know what I mean. And to me, my argument was if I want to talk to you, if I call you and you can't talk, well, I'm going to send you a text because that to me is just as good as if you can't answer the phone. So if you're in a meeting. Well, you're at work or you're doing something and you can't answer the phone. If I text you, you should be able to get back to me still. But that's my way of talking to you. But some people feel that's not intimate enough. So there is an intimacy level to this, especially when it comes to females and feelings and wanting to be talked to and things like that. It's interesting, but... So there's like this voicemail I'm going to play for you, right? Mm -hmm. Um that I think kind of gets that feeling across where, again, I feel like there's certain parts of like shock that you get from something that you hear in somebody's voice mm -hmm. versus how you read it in a text. All right. And so like, I just want to share this with somebody so that they can get like kind of an opinion and then we could talk about it a little okay, bit. Okay. Okay. That's the exact same expression I had when I woke up to this message. I got this at 11.05 back in July, right? So I had to actually do some rewinding in my mind. And I'm like, wait a minute. I had a girlfriend back then. I was super loyal to this girlfriend and I ain't had those problems. Fortunately, like we rewind, you know, or we fast forward seven months. I haven't been served by anything in the, uh, the mail. Haven't gotten any letters. Whoever this person was that's apparently been trying to find me, even though my phone number has been the exact same thing, used an unknown number, called Verizon to say like, yo, can you give me this number? Like, I want to find out who this person was that called me. Nope, we can't help you. Have never been able to figure this out. But that was one of those things where like, for a good 10 minutes, I panicked my ass off. And I'm like, you know what? I hate fucking voicemail. Couldn't stand it. And then I thought like, yo, this is actually not true. I was not this reckless in 2012 or 2011. Hell, I spent most of 2011 here because I was commuting back and forth between DC and LA. So like, yeah, a lot of that just didn't make sense because I'm like, I legitimately wasn't out there acting crazy um, on my at the time girlfriend. But what would you think if you got some shit like that? So yeah, I'm, I'm, that, that was shocking. Definitely, yeah, wow. Shock factor, like that's crazy. First and foremost, I don't think that's the sort of thing you leave on a voicemail. But okay. I get it. She couldn't get hold of you. But why not call back? Like, 
to the okay, but she said she couldn't find you. Okay, but call back. Like follow up. That's not something you just leave on a voicemail and then I never hear from you again. And you're doing it from an unknown number. So the so it's not just the voicemail, it's the communication and what you're saying and what you have to say. Like that's just as important. Um if you're leaving a voicemail for somebody and you just want to say, hey, I'm thinking about you, that, that's an appropriate voicemail. Information like that, you need to make all the efforts to use every medium that's out here possible to get to this person. Whether it's snail mail, email, phone, give up another phone call or whatever, that's not just something you leave on the voicemail and then I never hear from you again. That's crazy. Bruh, when I say that that was one of the scariest moments of my life, uh, and this isn't even me trying to be a good guy right now. Um, I've never wanted to be the guy that had a child out of wedlock. Right. I definitely don't want to be the dude that has a child that I'm not taking care of. That's not my thing. Right. So when I heard that, I'm like, yo, who the hell could this have even been? And it literally took me a second to be like, wait a minute. This time frame isn't, isn't hitting home right now. Now, I could certainly think of some other situations where if they would have said like, you know, other time periods of my life. Yeah, this could be very possible. This wasn't one of them. I think that I got lucky in a sense where I was able to recognize that. But that was something that bothered me for a while after that. Because I'm like, damn, who did I piss off enough that they would even like have the audacity to call my, my house and leave a voice message like that? Like, that's when you know you really didn't fuck somebody over when they're like, yo... I'm just going to have you think about this. I know enough information about you to put something out there and kind of let it sit. And we'll see how you react. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm still kind of shocked. Like, that was scared the mess out of me. Like, I, you know, I'm with you. I'm not the type of dude to even, even if I had a kid out of the like, I would want to be in the child's life. Exactly. Um and so any man, I think, would want to find out or have more information. So to leave that on a voicemail and then never follow up, that's crazy to me. Like I, I, I'd be very perturbed and pissed off. I was more pissed off at Verizon. I'm like, yo, I pay you $100 and some change every month. You can't even tell me who called. All of the technology that we got, like, you can't tell me who this unknown number is. They right. can, but they, you know. Right. Like, I don't know what, like, law you're not violating, but I'm like, and I and I tweeted this when I didn't get the answer I wanted. I'm like, hey, I got a really disturbing voice message, right? The person responded like, what was the message? I'm not giving you the message on, like, Twitter so, like, everybody else can read it. Right. Like, tell me who the number was. <laughs> like, right. if you tell me who the number was, I'll let you hit a voicemail yourself. How about that? They weren't really trying to play ball with me, but that just went to show me where I'm like, you know what? I think I'm okay with voicemail being dead. Send me a text. Right. I'll never need to hear no shit like that ever again. That's probably the worst voicemail I've ever got in my life. Wow, that's crazy. And I think that's what, like, for me, that put the nail in the coffin where I'm like, yep, I'm ready for that to die. I used to have a little tape joint when you had your uh, answer machine in your room. I had the music playing in the background, me saying something over it, thinking right. I'm real cool. To, you know, we have voicemail on our joints. Now we got the, the visual voicemail. Now everything basically just uh, sends you a text on what was like said in the voicemail anyway. I'm okay with it going away. Yeah, just send me a text. It, it's just too much technology out here to not be able to get hold of somebody. So then it, the, the, it, then it comes to this. Well, what if you don't want to get hold of? 
Well, still, you can still text somebody and I can text you back. Listen, I'm on vacation. Hit me back tomorrow. Or I'm taking some downtime. I'll hit you back tomorrow. It, it Again, I think what it comes down to is really all about communication and people wanting to know that they're not like being ignored or carried. Like, it, I think that's really what it comes down to. Like, a feeling of, all right, this person has responded to me because I am important. So let me ask you this then, right? I certainly feel like I don't want to f- ignore anybody. But you might just feel like, you know what? I had a long day. I don't really want to deal with nothing. I'm going to leave my phone to the side. But because of the society that we live in, you don't really have that as an option anymore. Um, it could be your moms, your cousin, whoever that are kind of texting you or hitting you up. And everybody wants a response. Not when you're willing to give it to them, but right now. We live in a very, you know... Now society. Yeah, everything is instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Where if I call, if this was 1999 and I called you on a Tuesday, you ain't pick up. You didn't hit me back till Thursday. We still good. Right. We ain't got no beef. It's like, yo, you call me in two days. It's all good. I even remember when we used to talk to women. I got your number on a Friday. You mean I hear from me till Monday? That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I can't call you until Monday because Saturday night I'm supposed to be out right. partying. Sunday night, like everybody's trying to wind down. I hit you up on Monday. Hoping that you remember me. Now I feel like if I don't text you by the time I leave the club, you don't even remember who I am by the time you walk down the street. Or you didn't give your number out to so many people that, like, it's whoever's hitting you up the most. Like, if you're giving me energy, like, that's what I'm going to feed into right now. I don't really remember somebody else that didn't hit me. <laughs> and again, it, it, it's like, it, is it about the sport or are you really trying to get with somebody? Like, it, it's like, all right, yeah, you got... Th- I just think there was just a more focus on um, the development of meeting somebody, like the act of the action of meeting somebody and getting with them. It, it, there was really importance to that. Now it's just I want to be popular. I want likes. I want Facebook friends. I want you know whatever. Like you, you want views. I think that's what this world's coming down to, and that's what makes you popular, and that's what makes you cool. And for that you're attractive to the person that puts value in that. But to be honest, and this is me coming from like an older perspective, everybody wants to be liked. There's something that feels good about, you know what? I put this out there. Everybody likes it. If, if I only have 60 followers and 59 of them like my photo, damn it, I feel good about it's that. Being a human being. Like everybody wants to feel special. And I think that's so much of what social media is kind of led into now, where it makes you feel special every single day, as long as you're getting the type of attention that you're looking for. If you don't really care about what response you get, I've seen there are plenty of people that just put stuff out, you know, just because they're just throwing out content. That's just what they do. But there are certainly people like that have become, you know, they have a career from being an IG model. Mm -hmm. They do bookings and hosting they popping bottles. They doing all of this stuff. And everybody's living this like fantastical life that people aren't really living. But this is what you see. I feel like this is part of why like all of the kids are screwed up right now because they're seeing all of these things. Where we used to see rappers and stuff and be like, yo, okay, like he's this rapper's doing it. Especially in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Had all of these dudes with these crazy chains and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now you got regular people that are walking around like this. Like there's no way that all of this stuff is real. That can't be real life. Somebody's working a regular job. Mm-hmm. 
And if you're not working a regular job, if you if you a drug dealer, you can't do that for long. You only gonna end up dead or in jail. Well, that's what the young boys talk to me about. They tell me there's a cool factor. So when you start talking, looking at the cool factor, what's cool? Is it cool to be working a nine to five, or is it cool to be on a reality show? Is it cool to be getting your money a certain way? Is it cool to be, you know, unpopular? No, it's cool. Knock door, you find your mate. But there's a certain something about just being able to talk to you and seeing where your head is at. Like, anybody can look at a picture and be like, damn, you know what? She's a bad shorty. But there's a whole other thing about me saying, like, you know what? She's got a good head on her shoulders. I can't tell that from your photos. I can't tell that from having some text conversations with you where you can sit back and think about what you're saying before you respond and you give me that perfect answer. And I feel like a lot of where we've gone now is like, you know what? We don't even care about that. It's all about like, let's give me the visual. Yeah, the visual was great when I was 20. I wanted the prettiest girl that I could get. Now I just want the best woman that I can have that'll be my friend. Here's the interesting part about that. So as you get older, you want more substance. If I was 25 and I had this stuff, I'd be having a ball. Because at 25, was I necessarily ready to get married or have a girl be settled down? Sure. Probably not. So these mediums work for a certain age group who I personally think nobody should be married under 30. Like, I don't think anybody should be married under 30. And so with that said, I think these mediums provide an uh, outlet for you to get straight to the point. So you take a Tinder. Personally, I think... This whole swipe and left thing is all about, you know what? I just want to hook up. If you're if you're in a certain age bracket and you know that's what you just want to do, that's a great way to do it because you know you know what your intentions are and you know what that person's intentions are. Y'all are just trying to hook up. So the intent, there's no there's no ambiguity there. But is there really? Because I feel like everybody's always going to sell you on a dream. Nah, I'm not just trying to hook up. I'm trying to find, like, the right woman. And there's probably a lot of truth in you saying that, but you ain't trying to find the right woman right now. Like, you trying to do what you're trying to do. And you're probably selling somebody some dreams on how things can be so much bigger and better, and that's not really where you want to be. But I think that depends on the media. So I, so you take Tinder. From what I understand, Tinder is a straight hookup site. Like, we just... Fact. You know what I mean? So if I'm on Tinder, I'm just trying to get some. And so if I'm on it and you're on it, let's not kid ourselves. I'm swiping left on you or whatever. Swipe left, white. I don't know, whatever. I'm swiping because I know I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to have sex. You're on here because you're just trying to have sex. And since... The good thing about that right there is the ambiguity and the games are gone. As opposed to back in the day, you had to kind of work your way to that. You had to, you know, it, it really wasn't put out there. But because sex has become the norm, you know, being sexual, hypersexual is okay now. I think people are becoming a lot more comfortable with their sexuality. You have these platforms which allow you to be that and for a woman to say, you know, I just want to have sex today. And there's a platform for them to do it. If, if if it wasn't working, then Tinder wouldn't exist. Tinder exists and works because there are people on both sides of the coin that are saying, I just want to have sex. And, and, and it's working. But don't you think there were always women that were doing that? I think that was there. But I think because societal norms 
10, 15 years ago, that was taboo for you just to want to have sex because it was all because you were afraid of being called a hoe. I think that I think that's still the same now. I think, think the only so? di- yeah, I think the difference is is people move away. Like mm. how many women do we know that you probably got it in when we were younger? You moved away. The dude that you're with has no idea the lifestyle that you're living. Everybody's happy. Ignorance is bliss sometimes. Well, I think once you get over a certain age, I won't call a woman a hoe because I think once a woman gets to a certain age, she should be able to have sex with whoever she wants to. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like I, I think you should be able to. I think once you get to that age, you should be able to. Well, it's not even. You know I mean? feel like once you get out of a certain peer group and you don't like associate with the same people over and over and over again, yeah. if you want to get down and do whatever you're doing, do what you do. I'm not going to judge you. You might not be right. the woman for me, but I'm not going to at the same time call you right. out of your name and think that you're a right. worse person. Yeah. And so because societal norms have changed because of these attitudes, like it's not like if you want to do it, you do it. I think because of that, you now have these paths where you can have the tenders and, and whatever that work for you. I don't think Tinder would have worked in the 90s. You know what I mean? I, it just wouldn't have. I think people would have been like, yo, I'm, what? What? Have nah, this is this is some hooker prostitution. Type. So yo, didn't they used to have those like um those like calling lines to meet people back in the day? I never yeah, called in the world, but no, yeah. but they ran out of business because nobody was really messing with them things like that. Like nobody was really like you. It, you had to be, and I think also those were for older folks. Okay, you know what I mean? Like they weren't for yeah. You know, nobody young was calling those things because like, for us it was. You go out, you meet somebody, and it's not like we had a shortage of women. But there was always area. girls. Yeah, there's always girls around. So you go out, meet, talk, get the number, you know, call her up, blah, 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 you know, there it is. It's just what it was. But I just think it's interesting. I think I'm a little jealous because it's a little easier now. Like I said, the ambiguity is now. If we're both on Tinder, you know what it is. I don't even have to, we don't have to play no games. But at the same time, now, if you're looking for a wife or you're looking for a husband, you can't be on those mediums. But I think people do. Like, I think it's not just about the hookup. And you're playing yourself. But I think people don't know where to go to meet somebody now. So, for me, I think the best yeah, I think the best place to meet somebody is, like, through a friend of a friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, Mostly because, like, yeah, you know what? Friend. Your guard is already down. You're not going to be an asshole towards me because, like, oh, you're such and such as boy. I can I can be myself and everything will be okay. If we're out and I meet you, there's a certain, you know what I'm saying, that you stand back and you're like, eh, I got to have my guard up. I don't know you. I can't tell you how many women I know who I'm friends with be like, Jason, you don't have any eligible friends who are single, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, you know, everybody I pretty much know is either bunned up, married, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, I, I, I do it. People got situations, yeah. You know, but it's just just not, you know, it's just what it is. And I think, again, it's it's hard to figure out somebody through the internet. It's tough. And so if you don't leave the house and you don't know where to go and even, like, again, we had the Ritz. Like, every spot we went to back in the day, people were going to party. Right. You don't have that anymore. So if you can't go somewhere that fits where you feel like you're going to have a good time or meet somebody, then it's going to be hard to but all the way around. But where do you go? So where do you go if you're 32 plus? I, You know, I like, so say like I'm in Maryland, I'm in, you know, like half note, you know, like and that's the first place that comes to mind. But after that, I, I'm sorry. I don't know where you could go. 
I don't even know if half knows the spot because to be honest, like I feel like it's only a bunch of old men that go there trying to holler at some like little like young like thirty somethings. Like yeah. they go there looking for sugar daddies. The old dudes go there looking for a nice little tenderoni. Because but uh, because there's a lack of men their age that's looking for something, and and the men their age don't know to go to half note. Like again, like just lack of spots for middle aged people right now to meet up who are of the hip-hop generation, who are not wearing, you know, certain types of clothes like the like the, 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 the skinny jeans and all that, who are still, like, cool, but it's just not. Like, living in the city, like, for me, living in the city, I know those spots because they're more loungy, they're sure. more restaurants. It's stuff like that where you can just, oh, yeah, this is just a cool spot where I know I can meet some folks of my age, and I know, you know what I mean? But it's in the city because that's just how a city operates. Right. When you're out in the suburbs, you know, the Greenbelts, the Largos, the Bowie's, you're out in Montgomery County, Bethesda, like, it's just it's just not going down. Like, you're just not going to have those spots readily available where you can go meet somebody your age. It's just not. And I think that's part of the problem and why everybody is running to the internet. It's mm-hmm. just easier. It's, it is. It's, it's very much... Match.com, I they got to be billionaires over there right now. You know, internet sites like that, they got to be making money. because so here's the crazy thing, though. So I had some friends do Match.com a year ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a year ago, but years ago. And this was always the funny thing. It matched them all up with the same women. Like, And I get it that we're friends, so we probably are like-minded. But, like, yo, is the pool that small with black people where it's, like, the few people that were willing to get on Match.com, it matches them all up together? Well, I remember it, my boys are competing for the same girl, and then they were like, wait a minute. You you know such and such? Yeah. We've been talking, too. Like, that that's crazy to me with well, all of these beautiful women out here. Well, I'll be honest with you. So, my homegirl, Demetria, she hit me with this a long time ago. The greed black people in America is a very small group. So, I get on Match.com. So, say like I get on Match.com. I fill up my profile. I have four degrees. Right? Educated. Certain age. The algorithm is going to match me up with somebody that's going to at least be closely close to, close to my intelligence or at least education. The pool of black people that are educated that actually have college degrees is actually very small. For example, when I go to New York and I hang out with people who, because naturally you're going to always be around people who are like you. Sure. As you, when you come to the adult, after you go to college, you're generally going to be around people who you either went to school with or went to school. That's just how it works. You just, we just all gravitate to one place. People who are like you, we just all live in the same place. So a lot of times I'll go to New York and I'll be at some party and I'll see people from Maryland or what. But my point is that the greed black people always end up at the same place. New York got New York has 10 million people. The percentage of black people who, who live there that have a degree, it's it's so minute, it's ridiculous. And so those folks end up being around each other all the time and know each other, party with each other, end up dating each other. Let's just take match.com now. If I'm on the internet and I'm on Match.com, if it's matching up my education, my area where I live, my age, and all those, I, that pool becomes but so big. It's going to be very small. 
And, and that's just how it works. You know what I mean? The algorithm doesn't allow for opposites attract. Like, if you're a lawyer, it's hard. You're going to be hard pressed to be matched up with an administrative assistant or a. It's just not. Even though I'm not saying that can't happen, but it's harder. Yeah, it's hard. the algorithm is not going to do sure. that. Because at the end of the day, if you're at a certain level, you generally want people that are around yours, especially women. Uh, women are it very. And I know this sounds terrible, but women are loath to kind of like date down. They certainly want to date somebody that's at their level or at least somewhere close to it. Exactly. So if you're, you know, making six figures, you don't want the dude that's pulling in like 45. Even if he's a great teacher, does a great job there, mm-hmm. you're like, eh, you know what? And I that's not 100%, ladies. That's right. not 100%, but generally speaking. Right. Right. The impression that we always get is that they want more. Right. Like, we've seen this play out on a number of TV shows, mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about it. It's just a matter of like, you know. At the end of the day, I want everybody to find love. Right. You might not find it with the dude that makes the same amount of money as you do. Exactly. So it, 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 it's no surprise to me that your, your, your peoples who got on match that comedy end up being around the same. It's no surprise to me at all. Like I, it, it actually makes sense. And so as a, as a culture, as a, as a culture, I think... When we talk about there's a short, when women talk about there's a shortage of men, there's not a shortage of men. There's a shortage of men that they think that are available to them that kind of match their credentials. Yeah, I agree. You with know that. what I mean? I agree. Like that. there's plenty of men, but, but I mean we can say the same thing mean. about women. The Absolutely. difference is that we're not. I'm not necessarily as pressed to have a woman make as much money as I do. Right. Like, would it be nice? Sure. Um, if my girl made, you know. 60 grand, and that's all she was going to make. And she was happy with her job and was fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who aren't willing to budge on that. And it's like, nah, if you're not making what I'm doing or matching me or exceeding me, mm-hmm. I can't really do it. I've never been that guy. Mm-hmm. And so because I'm not that guy, I feel like I have way more options than a lot of people that are cutting themselves off. Mm-hmm. And it's also like kind of a thing where, unfortunately, men make more money. So women are looking at you to make as much money as them, if not more, doing the same thing. The funny part is, is that there are some dudes who will meet a woman and say, like, the guy's making a hundred thousand and the woman's making one thirty. He won't fool with her. That's, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. But it's crazy to me. It's so many. I got hear so many women talk about yo, uh, such and such broke up with me because I was making more money. Like I, that I, that is unfathomable. Because y'all in the same tax bracket. I don't get, right. Like I don't get. you know what I'm saying? Like after taxes and everything else. Yes, Y'all in she, the same yeah. bracket. Like, I she ain't don't really get, making that much more than you, bro. But that's an ego thing. So, again, I feel bad for women because now that shrinks their pool even more. Like, for them, the more money they make, their pool gets gigantically smaller. But I think that wraps around to one of the things you said before. How confident are you in the things that you're doing? Mm-hmm. It's the same way when we're trying to be confident in the way that we're approaching people. Mm-hmm. If you can't be confident enough that, like, your woman can make more money than you, and that doesn't mean you're a bum because that happens. That just means you don't care. There's a lot of emo men out here, and I, I'll call them emos, emotional men out here who feel as though if I don't make more than my woman, then I can't control her. You probably not going to control her anyway. Women run stuff. We just they, they allow us to feel like we do I and, come from a family it, from a woman. And a lot of men haven't gotten that. Yeah, they, just they let it go, bro. They don't, they don't understand that yet. Here's so. the biggest advice that I give to any guy. Women run shit. Pick the woman that picks you. If you pick the woman that picks you, generally speaking, like, yes, I'm not telling you to pick some person that's way out of her league mm-hmm. that's just because she's into you. But if a woman's actually into you, 
you'll be good. She'll make sure everything is straight at home because she really wants this to work out. Don't go after the woman who, you know, puts you on the side for mad long to do a lot of other stuff. And then it was kind of like, eh, you're the last man left standing. Like, I don't know if you saw, like, there was this post that went around. There was this woman who had a guy friend, right? The dude took her on all these dates. I seen that just the, I seen Yo, that yesterday. My man and took he, her like horseback riding, everything. dinner, like all of this stuff. He probably spent like six or seven hundred dollars for that day. At the end of the post, she basically writes, "But I'm still single though." Nobody wants to be that dude. But see, you know what? All right, so it's two things with that. He played himself, of course, because he didn't step up. Like, I'm not doing this to be your friend. And see, that's where again confidence as a man comes about where. And communication. Listen, I'm not doing this to be your friend. I want to be more than friends. If we, if we, if that's not, if that's not possible, then he would have known he didn't need to do all that stuff. Yeah, he played. But himself. yeah, I blame him first and foremost because right. at the end of the day, I don't care how good of a friend you are. I'm not if, doing if, all if that. I do all of that stuff, and I know this sounds bad. If I'm not smashing something after doing all of that, like. You're the biggest simp in the world. I'm sorry. You just are. I got suckered one time. Like, that happened to me one time in my life. I can, I'm man enough to admit it. Sade is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite artists of all time. And I remember Sade's last concert. And um, I wanted to take this one girl because I wanted to get with her. And I thought I could impress her by, like, I got tickets to this concert. Once you roll me that's in third... It did not matter. She friend zoned me like a mug. And I was so <laughs> pissed. And I said I would never play myself like that ever again. And um yeah, I was I, I yeah, I was pretty perturbed. But here's the thing though. And, but it was my fault. She friend zoned you after that. Or Absolutely. We, you know what I'm saying? It oh, wasn't a situation where like, yeah. She made it seem like, oh yeah. Like, and I'm not saying she threw out signals to say, yeah, we could get together, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. But she did not not do that neither. Right. You know what I mean? She didn't make right. it seem like, oh, this is this will never happen. Right. You know what I mean? So it was like, uh, she 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 got a free ticket to Shade. I I give it to her. Like she she got it. But I feel like everybody's taking an L once. We ain't taking that kind of L. No, no, I'm not taking that L. That L is nah. That's the kind of L you no, never no. want to see yeah, happen. That's, yeah, that yo, you know, that's the type of stuff I think this younger generation would have do would have gone nuts, and I'm surprised he didn't try to murk her or something. Like these dudes out here, they crazy. I'm not gonna say that this is ever right, and I probably shouldn't say this, but this is why women are scared of men. Don't get, don't get fired. Yeah, this is my <laughs> don't get fired moment. It's not your fault. I'm not blaming women for this. These are the reasons why dudes be turning crazy, and then like. You know what I'm saying? Bad stuff happens when you don't give them their number. They feel so rejected that they don't know how to handle it because they've been coddled all their life and they were never told no. They get told no for something like this and it's a wrap. They flip out. They can't handle it. I'm glad I'm not a woman because I'm going to keep it real. Like, first of all, like, A, she did wrong by, like, going on all, all the stuff with the dude when she did by her. You, you definitely played not only yourself and him when you wrote about it on Instagram and then put the hashtag in. If you did all of that and had a great day, you didn't even need to tell nobody. Like, why are you bragging about what your friend did? As a guy, if I'm the next dude and you coming home to me, I'm damn sure not doing none of this. I already know the deal. Like, if you like me, I don't have to go through all of this to get you. Think about any of the women that really were down for you. And I won't even say really down for you, but they liked you enough. You ain't have to do none of the shit that, like, you would think that, like, makes a guy, like, a really nice, sweet guy. It's like, yo, come over. Okay. 
Like, if a woman's into you, that's the kind of shit that'll happen. I'm not saying that's always a good thing. No, I'm just a, being real. But that's a great point, actually. I never thought about it like that. That's actually a great point. You've now set it up so that her post now fucks it up for her. You, this dude did all this, and you, you're not even going to give him the time of day. But so now as a guy, it's like, well, he did all that. Not gonna, I'm not doing none of that. Right. So now the best I'm going to do is I'm approach you. Yo, what's up? If you don't give me no love, all right, cool. Right. Because I know even if I went all out, you still wouldn't give me any play. I am $700 richer by not going out with right. you. Right. I'm cool with that. Right. I'm doing the bare minimum, which, which is why social media, again, for women understand, it, it's sort of your downfall. Like, stop talking about your personal business on social media. Yo. Stop putting out. My, before I got married, my ex, we had a huge issue with that. Like, if I would go buy her some jewelry, before she even wears it, she's already taking a picture and putting it on Facebook. Why are you telling the world what I'm buying you? First of all, I'm not, I don't even put up on Facebook what I buy myself. Right. Why are you putting up that? Like, I, I'm not trying to have people thinking I got money or this stuff. Like, I'm, I'm not that dude. Don't I don't want people to know what I got. You, I don't like people knowing where I live, what I buy, it's that and third. I'm very careful about what I post. As you should be. Right. You don't need to. First of all, I'm surprised more people haven't gotten robbed from Facebook, period. But that's a whole other topic. But um, why are you as a woman posting this stuff? Number one. If this ain't your husband, you're setting yourself up for embarrassment because now you done posted all the stuff about this dude that's doing great things and then y'all break up. Well, guess what? Everybody's going to start wondering, well, you're not posting anymore. What happened? Right. Now you played yourself. Now your business is out there. Or you get a lot of dudes that are being vultures right now trying to pick up the pieces. Right, right. That, that happens a lot, too. Exactly. It's like, hey, y'all don't have pictures no more together? What's good? What's up? What happened? Right. You all right? You need a hug? What's up with Netflix? Right. What's up with Netflix and shit? Like, I'm trying to see you now. Right. Like, but but don't get mad because they're coming at you trying to pick up the pieces and smash. But you, you've you put your whole life out there. Keep something. Something as special as a relationship should be kept special between two people and not for the world all the time. Like, sure, put some stuff out there. But everything ain't for everybody. So I feel like... I certainly want to put some things out to make the person I'm with feel comfortable about us. Right. 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 But there's also the flip side where I don't have anything to prove to anybody. Anybody that really knows me or really is in the know, you know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. She knows what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to necessarily be all out on front street. Mm -hmm. I think that there was a certain part of everybody where you felt like, yo, like, I feel like I made it. I want to show this off that I made it. I think uh, I'll not even think. When I first bought my house, the day that I went to my closing, I had the document of me closing and my keys. That's what I took a picture of. Nobody knows what the entire fuck my house looks like. They didn't know where I lived unless you were really my friend. That's kind of how I did it. And even that where I felt like I was doing a lot by saying like, oh, look at me. I got a brand new house. Yay. Yo, I love my house. My house is cool. But I agree with you that we've gotten to the point where we share too much of our lives. And because we're so willing to put so much information out... There's a billion people that'll use it against you when they can. Nope. Exactly. Exactly. You you you've given everybody ammo. Yo, you got this dope crib. I see you got the 
10-story apartment with a three-door garage, yada, yada, yada. What's up? You know, why don't you get a table for us tonight? Right. Oh, you count my coins now, bro? Right. I, yeah. And who wants to be that person? Like, at this point, I'm not really trying to buy no tables no more. It was at one point that that was fun. Yeah. Right? You wanted all of that attention. Now, I don't want that attention no yeah. more. Like, if I'm going to get some attention, give it to me from, like, one person that's down for the team. Mm-hmm. Like, I love my friends, but I ain't trying to carry the, the table for everybody else. Like, I'll do me. Let everybody else do them. Like, we all grown. Right. I don't need that, like, that group attention no more that I used to love. It used, to be, it used to be great. Now, I just want to have a good time, go home, hang out with my friends. That's all I want to do. I think at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? You know, what is it for? And do I really need to do it? You know, I think you've got to ask yourself those questions. And then I think once you have the answers to those questions, I think you'll find out. You know what? I'm trying to impress people that I don't care about, that don't care about me. And and none of it really matters. I think once you get to that point, I think I think that's some real grown man-ish. You really forgot, like, oh, you know what? It really comes down to just how I feel about myself, how I want to move, and really just being successful and being happy with the people who are around me, my closest people. I think that's what it really comes down to, man. But I think I think some of us are just not there yet. I just it takes a maturity. long time to get to that point. Yeah, it takes because we certainly there's a point where everybody, I believe, wants the limelight. You want mm-hmm. the spotlight, mm-hmm. but then you realize that none of that really matters because all of these people that are looking at you. They don't know you anyway. Right. None of these people know the real you. Mm-hmm. And they're passing judgment. It's like when somebody posts something and then somebody says something bad about it. And then you get pissed. Well, you know, you really can't get mad. Right. Because you're posting stuff, but you expect everybody to love it. No. That's right. not how this works. Right. No, you're going to get some negative reaction. If right. you can't handle the, the negative with the positive, you might want to get off this whole thing. This is why I'm doing this podcast thing. Like, I'm sure there'll be topics that I'm going to touch that people aren't going to like. I might even, like, tell them myself about some shit that I did. And somebody's not going to like that. But as long as I'm not lying or telling, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to incriminate nobody because I'm not going to drop names and be like, yo, you know, such and such did that. Like, that's too far. But I'll certainly have some people mad at me if I'm hitting, the, like, certain topics. Only you and me and that person that's in it, like, actually knows about it. I'm going to have some hurt feelings. But I'm willing to deal with that because I feel like this is something that's important to me that I want to share and I want to do. I'll take those criticisms, whether they're good or bad. You got to be strong enough and believe in yourself enough to just take it. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have to like it. Everything's not for everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you got you to gotta know your lane, man. You yes, gotta you know do. Your lane. You got to know your lane and be comfortable with it. If you're not comfortable with your lane, by the time you get into your 30s, you got issues. I think I think into your thirties, and I'm talking about the broad range. But okay, like, yeah, I was gonna like, say. Not, not not at thirty, you should know what you know. In, into your thirties, you should be starting to become comfortable with who you are. Um, and by the time you get to forty, I think you should be pretty much. All right, this is me taking a leap. I don't think I became comfortable with the person I was until I had like some crazy tragedies, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. thought that, like, hey, I got to know myself when I decided to move out of state and I was kind of by myself and on mm-hmm, my own. Mm-hmm. I wasn't comfortable with me until after I lost shit that I couldn't necessarily get back. Mm-hmm. Once I had that loss, that's when it was just like, you know what? All right. You got to take it or leave it. I know I'm not going to always do the right thing or always be the greatest person, 
but like generally speaking, like I'm not out to maliciously do anything to anybody. I'm just trying to stay in my lane and be happy. <laughs> Whatever that means. Like mm-hmm. that's how I am. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm definitely a good friend of my friends where I hold them down. I don't want no problems. I just want to stay in my lane. I feel like, again, it took that loss for me to get to that point. And maybe that's something for, it's something different for everybody, but that was the thing for me. Technology that I'm, I'm going to refuse to adopt. You know what? AZ, one of my favorite rappers, always said, the world's on the streets to keep your ears to the concrete. I'm never not going to adopt anything. But what I will do is I won't be a first adopter. Like, I won't be the first on it. Um, I think, and just this has just become, as I got older, become more strategic to look at, say, you take a look at a Snapchat. So you got a Snapchat profile? No. <laughs> because I don't really understand what exactly what I would be using it for. It doesn't really fit into my life. So let's take Snapchat for I, I just don't have Snapchat. Um... And in, in my life right now, strategy for me is anything that I, if any medium I'm on, it's because I'm trying to sell my services in some capacity form. Like my IG is really about selling the fact that I can do um, uh, image consulting. Um, Twitter's informational, selling the fact how I write my man code or whatever, uh, blog. Facebook is just something I used to communicate with family and friends, this, that, and the third. So everything to me has a purpose. Any medium that I would want to get on, I need to understand the purpose and how it fits into my life. I'm not sure. To me, Snapchat is about videoing, taking video of your life as it's going on right now. I don't think my life is that interesting enough to be on Snapchat or people care enough for me to Snapchat something that's going on. If I'm an entertainer and I'm on TV all the time, I think Snapchat is right up your alley because it keeps you connected directly and intimately with your followers um, and, and, and the people who follow you the most. And it keeps you current. It, you know, it keeps you um, in this reality world, reality show world, it keeps you putting money in your pocket. You know, it, it gives you, like again, it, it gives you a chance to touch your fan base. I don't have a fan base. I am just a regular mo who has a regular nine to five who does regular stuff. I just don't find out my life is that important or that fun or that interesting for it to be videoed and posted on the internet. So you might think that, right? There's a certain part of anything that any of us do, like that will do that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be the smallest thing and somebody else might find it to be totally interesting. If you look back just in terms of like your life and how people see you and how they thought that you acted at the time, you could tell. Like somebody might have been like, yo, Jay, you were always fresh. But you just never know the impact that you have on people. But because you're kind of oblivious to it, because you're just kind of in your own lane, mm. you don't realize the impact or the potential impact that you could have on people. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, like, yes. I read the man code when you post those. Like, I'll see the links posted on Facebook and I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that you're in the image consultant. But it's not even that it's just like a, a thing where you're in the image consulting now. You've been building up to this for a number of years mm-hmm. in a sense where, like, I remember when it was like, you know, 
we would go out into freaking Vegas or something somewhere, and you're like, yo, this is how I'm putting something together. I remember we all got this little book to be like, all right, my pocket square needs to be real mm-hmm. different than like my tie mm-hmm. for it to pop. Mm-hmm. And you were the person that was trying to embody that back then to try mm-hmm. to figure out what your lane was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And to have that happen, it's not like people didn't notice. We all noticed. Mm-hmm. We knew it. It was like, all right, you're moving into something. So before you can define it, I won't say like, don't be afraid to share it mm. because people are always going to see it. Okay. People will see your vision sometimes before you do. Okay. okay. Like I'm a gift to gab nigga. Right. Like I'll keep it real. I've always had that and been able to talk to people, but it's not something that I've always been comfortable with or at least not comfortable with sharing to everybody. Right. Like I can get in front of, you know, hundreds of people and talk like it's no, like no problem. But for me to like actually sit down and finally like do this podcast thing where I've talked about it before, mm. like that was a big deal for me. And I can't even tell you why. It's not like I was afraid of it. Right. It was just like, you know what? For me to actually start recording and having this commitment, it's a thing. But other people saw the vision in me to start pushing me towards it. So you just never know. And, and it is hard to understand how other people see you. Right. And what the other and so it yeah. And, and, and bring that back full circle. It's like, all right, if you don't know how people see you, then you don't know what to put out there, or you don't, or you don't really know that. All right, you know, the Snapchat thing could work out, but what am I? What? It, it's just really figuring out, you know. And I guess well, figuring out what you should put out there. But I guess if you just put out there you being you, that's what people want to see. And I think that's the interesting thing about this whole phenomenon about these new platforms is that you're capturing everyday parts of people's lives and I th- and other people are finding interest in that. Like that is amazing to me. So I think that the biggest thing about today's social media, you no longer need a middleman to sell you. Right. Direct to customer. You are direct to any person right. that you kind of want to be you at this should point. Be, you should, if you want to do something, there's almost nothing stopping you from doing it right. to get on. Like if it's dope, It'll get picked up eventually. Right. And, I, and I admit, there'll be certain things that, like, obviously don't get picked up. Right. Um, that's just because that happens. And it could be great content. Mm-hmm. But if you keep trying for the most part, you can, you'll get a chance to do something with it. Like I tell people, like, again, again, this younger generation has a great because there's, there, there should be no reason why you can't be your own entrepreneur or have some sort of side hustle. What file have, like, with us coming up, we had gatekeepers. Like, there's no gatekeeper right now. You want to sell something? You can get it out to the world like that. Right. Technology has expanded in that manner to where if you have an idea, you can get it out to the people. There's really no excuse. Right. Um, I think the reality shows are interesting in the fact that, you know, again, I have my homegirl who was uh, was on a reality show. And uh, the thing about... She told me the secret to reality shows and being on those things is if you have a product, reality shows are going to help you push your product. Don't go on a reality show if you don't have something to push because now you can't monetize your your fame, your infamousy. Right, if you get your 10 seconds of fame. You get your 10 seconds of fame. Like, you get your 10 seconds of fame, have something to push. I think that's one of the reasons why, what, K. Michelle is like the only person to ever pop off of Love & Hip Hop? Right. She actually had music to push behind it. And people like you know God they right. really yeah they really like K Michelle not as the reality star but as like you know the musician the right. singer and they really f right. with it. It's like, not a situation where it's just like yo she was crazy on TV she was that too but she had something to to kind of give you. 
Like, I watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. My, don't ask why my wife got me into it. You know, you get married, you end up watching some things you may not or should watch. You do it for your, do it for your loved one. Not even judging. But I look at a Candy or the, or, or or Cynthia Bailey. Like, Candy has her own line. I used line. to be so in love with Candy. No, she's like, so she's so the good. reason I used to watch the show, like, with my, my girl back in the day. But Candy has her own, like, line of stuff. Right. Her candy coated stuff. Right. Cynthia Bailey's got some dope. Like her sunglasses are actually dope. You know what I mean? Like she has her own thing. Like all the ladies on there have a product or something that they push. Um, Phaedra is a lawyer, but she also has something that she. You know what I mean? But they all have something. That, so to me, like you have a, a in tuned audience every week that's focusing on maybe your shenanigans, but they know you have a product. And so if at the end of the day. Not only are you getting free marketing, but you get to wear your product and you get to keep pushing it in front of a tuned in focused audience for an hour every week. Like, that's genius. I don't like it. I think it's exploitative of black people and black women, especially. But, you know, they're able to get their money up because of it. So, can I be mad? Yes and no. I digress a little bit, but again, there's no reason why with this whole direct-to-customer DTC that you should not be able to make some real money with these new technology platforms or the Snapchat, whether it's, you know, uh, IG, The next thing coming, right. Yeah, like whatever's coming out, it's only helping, so. So I'm going to leave you with the last word. Um, I want you to give a plug of all of the outlets where people can find you. Uh man, find me on IG consultant underscore J J A Y. Find me on Facebook under my regular name Jason Moore. Twitter J Hove J A Y E H O V. Um, yeah yeah, those are the only only ones right now. You know I'm gonna keep it keep it with those three. It's hard maintaining those for now. So yeah, hit me up on any of those. I'm around. So you've been uh on another episode of the Rail World. Um. I always end up saying this might offend my political connects, but I swear that I hope not because I love my job and I got a good nine to five. Have a good one, everybody. Yeah.